following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by AkaiCon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Hope Skrill, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... ASMRI Derail Maddox, drinking right with you. And, once again, surfacing from the basement, <laughs> the newly appointed Minion Third Class, Fabian Lefevre. Alright, back in the corner. Alright. <laughs> I'm okay with being told to go to the corner by you. Good. And Darrell, and anyone here? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's some good thinking. You—you you get a Scooby snack now. Hey, don't feed my goddamn million. <laughs> I'm he sorry, can... Sire. Shut up. Won't take Scooby scraps from anyone else but you. <laughs> that's He's right. a helper minion, third class. Damn it! You don't feed him. I do. <laughs> oh, okay, well here's the Scooby snacks. You feed him then. Yeah, I don't want those. Service <laughs> dog, you're not supposed They're to for feed me. Them. <laughs> Shut up, minion! Don't talk back. My apologies, I. Good man. Off to the corner with you. <laughs> okay. Right, so. All right, let's jump right in. Let's get these uh, show recaps out of the way. So we begin with our kill a kill recap. <laughs> Kill the Kill, episode 22. Tell me how you feel. After ripping her own life fibers to separate from Junkets, Ryuko reunites with Sinkets. Ryuko then attacks Nui and obtains both halves of the scissor blade. She slices off Nui's arms, but Homura rescues her, leaving covers to fight everyone on the Naked Soul. The Rebellion takes the opportunity to rescue more students and claim more life fibers using the extraction devices. Nui then returns to Hononji Academy to complete Shinra Koketsu. Ryuko requests that Satsuki allow her to deck her at full strength as payback for all of the abuse, but the Elite Four step in. Ryuko realizes that she and Satsuki both have batshit crazy people protecting them, and they have that common kinship. Satsuki confesses that she intended to manipulate Ryuko to make her a weapon against Rakio, and admits that by doing so, she was using the same tactics as Rakio. Finally, Satsuki bows to Ryuko and tells her that it would be her honor to fight Rakio with her. Before prepping for the battle, everyone enjoys some of Mrs. Mongkongchuk's mystery croquettes. Junkets is then modified using life fibers from Senkets, and Inari begins production on new Goku uniforms. Satsuki explains Ragyo's plans and the method in which the life fibers spread throughout the universe. When the Naked Soul comes under attack, Satsuki and Ryuko synchronize together and Mako once again dons her Fight Club Goku uniform to protect the ship from a gigantic creature made of life fibers. And the final battle looms in the horizon. They know how to pack a lot of stuff into one episode this series. Who the f*** 
said you can talk first, damn it. I'll allow it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did, did I say you could come out of the corner? I didn't leave yet. Are you sure? <laughs> I yes, guess I'm sure. Oh, I'm this stick is getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, for real, Fabian, what did you think of this episode? I just said it. They know how to put a lot of stuff into one episode, any other series, and you would see these this going on either two episodes or maybe three. Mm. In other words, DBZ. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. The original DBZ, not DBZ Kai. Or Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> not quite that slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely pack a lot into this episode, which <laughs> explains why the description is so incredibly long. <laughs> <laughs> but all these details are very important. I mean, I actually enjoyed it a whole lot because every time Ryuko was going to hit Ryuko, yeah, Yuko, damn it. Every time she was about to hit Sasuke, somebody stepping away and they said that she was half assing with the hits, which was actually true. Yeah. And, you know, Gonguri just laid it down big time. They told her about them half ass punches. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you can always ring that up when you talk about the big naked guy with all the muscles, though. <laughs> and we got to saw a lot of shiny man nips. And, of course, we had Fight Club Mako again with her Joe Taro uniform on. Can I can I ask a question real quick? What the f*** you want to ask? You guys have seen the sub version of it, right? Yes. No. Now, has... Is... <laughs> the lit up nipples, I should put it. Are, is that like a regular thing, or was this something that Aniplex put in for the English stuff? No, that's that's how the show was made. Okay, I, I was I was wondering if that's that's what it was. See, that's the problem. You need to watch more stuff. We're so no, far I, I, that's only now. <laughs> I mean, why would you ask that now? After how many episodes is this? Twenty two. I don't know. I just I. I, I I kind of thought that it might have been like them trying to appease Adult Swim. I don't Dude, you are not like the censorship. In fact, it's the opposite of censorship. <laughs> <laughs> it's drawing attention to the naked chest and the nutty bits. <laughs> exactly. Though in the and case of the nutty sudden... bits, it is censorship because. They're just indicating where they are instead of actually showing them, and thank goodness for that. And Q, we played a song, Naughty Nipples, Shiny Nipples and Me. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Well, this episode has a really fantastic scene between Ryuko and Satsuki, where they finally hash it out. I mean, the episode's called Tell Me How You Feel, and that's exactly why. Plus, Nui gets disarmed. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> and she finally loses her shit i find it amazing that they didn't she didn't put two and two satsuki didn't put two two, two and two together that the scissor blades can act spit it out. out i lost my word dang it <laughs> Darrell, what did i tell you about doing that while he's talking okay. <laughs> all right all right, now that that's done. Yeah, she, she figured out that the scissor blades, and I'm guessing this is probably only true of when they are combined, they can sever those kinds of life fibers. Though, up to this point, she's already been severing life fibers. Permanent with, damage. Yeah, yeah, permanent damage. You can. That's what I wanted. 
So perhaps with know. only one, she can sever life fibers, but with the combined power, she can destroy them. They can no longer regenerate if they're regeneratable. Which was so great. It's like, I'll just, you know, put my arms back on. Oops. Oops again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, well, those aren't arms anymore. Now they're just life fiber. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get new props, though, man. With just our teeth, she fucking sewed sewed her arms up, though. That that is impressive. (laughs) She's having that conversation with Homer on the ship. (laughs) She's just bleeding all over her. Ma'am, please calm down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I mean, just to keep a cool head the whole time, like, I would be like, damn, you know you bleed, right? <laughs> you are getting blood everywhere. <laughs> this is not a small amount of blood. It made me think about white chicks at the, um, at the white party, man, when they dropped the red paint on them. So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one question for this episode. Go on. How the hell did Mako get the skirt on the head and the dress on the bottom? <laughs> yeah. It's Mako, man. Moving it's on. <laughs> That's my only question. question. Where did that, that never uniform be... come from? That's another good question. Because it doesn't need to be answered. Wasn't she naked before? <laughs> yes. Uh, whatever. Well, technically she had a bra and panties on, so that doesn't necessarily... That's not, not, not entirely. Then there's the question where those came from, because I remember her wearing the nudist beats uniform. Yeah. Was it the episode before or the episode after that? The magical panty fairy put them on her, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I can think of a One Piece character who wishes they could meet that. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I think it's time for the talkbacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. God one writes in, Maybe the best episode of Kill a Kill yet. Action and comedy were flawless, and Satsuki's face turn was cemented expertly. Yeah, she did have resting bitch face. Michael Morris writes in, Ryuko and Satsuki putting aside their differences and acknowledging their sisters was cool. Yes, it was. Because one has some big-ass fucking eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> On a similar thought, Mark King writes in, Sisters together fighting side by side at last. Can I do this joke that I want to do now that he said that? Depends on the uh, joke. Like, yeah. Those eyebrows. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that joke was late. I know it was late. I wanted to do it, but it was late. That's what she said. I'll just talk about sisters, and I just can't help but... In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, sister, sister, didn't think how much I missed you. <laughs> Going late 90s, early 2000s on us with Disney. Star Overlord writes in, looks like Nui lost her right to bear arms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what happens when the Second Amendment has been violated, damn it. You telling me she can't have furry arms anymore, similar to a bear? So, perhaps if Homura had a certain accent when she rescued Nui, she'd be like, You look homeless, open! <laughs> Love that joke. 
Austin Guest writes in, Did I just see Mako Joestar punch a Life Fiber-esque Gurren Lagan? Because if I did, I like... Austin, I just love the way you stole my shit because you know I said it last um, weekend on Twitter. <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say it looked that much like Gurren Lagan, but I... It was just a really big was, covers. It has some... Um, it's a tight covers. <laughs> Lord Terminal writes in How do you end an already epic episode? Bring in Fight Club Mako again, bitches. Hell yeah. That was the biggest surprise of this entire thing was exactly that end. Yes, it was very nice to see that again. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think we all did. Like, hey, alright, so they're gonna keep using the Goku uniforms, and now everybody that was using the Goku uniforms to fight Ryuko is now fighting alongside her! This, this is great. And because of that, Mako gets her uniform back! Woohoo! Yes. yes. Just can't girls, wait to see her be. use the brass knuckles again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, love it. she was thugged out, man. Then, you know, she got the grass blade in her mouth and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, you thought I was comic release? No, I've turned into badass mode now. Yeah, she turned into a goddamn Joe star. I think that will do it for this uh, Kill a Kill recap. I would say it was a very good episode. Uh, Obviously, they had a lot of things to cover before going off to the final battle, which will largely take place over the next two episodes. And, boy, only two episodes left. Pretty, Indeed, sir. Pretty crazy. Hopefully, we'll get a um, one of those. Uh, like I said, like I always say, like uh, Samurai Seven. One of those finale, finale, finale promos. Promo. Yeah, mm, <coughs> that'd be nice. But they got a lot of stuff on their plate at the moment, so I don't know if they would necessarily do that. Well, we know Johnny is currently working on Akame Ka Kill. So yeah, he said that that would be for the next week i they could maybe do a finale promo for kill a kill this week we already know that they got lots of stuff going on on august 1st oh yes that plate is full so well we'll see yes onward to a far less controversial sword art online recap wait a minute before we do that i have some inspiration in the feed for you (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, you know what it is. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's that one. Fool! <laughs> yes. You just messed that up. I had to. Mm-hmm. That was too soon. No, not too soon. Yes, it was. Nope. Mm-hmm. Sword Art Online 2, episode 15, The Queen of the Lake. Kirito and the gang go on a quest to reach the Holy Sword Excalibur. In order to do this quest, they get the assistance from a giant god-level creature named Tonki. She is referred to as a Cthulhu elephant by Klein. <laughs> like god level there's already a god level being riding that thing yeah exactly uh, me. while they are on this quest which they're doing kind of just so Kirito can get Excalibur because he wants it <laughs> they end up 
being shown what other players are doing to try and complete a similar quest, which seems to be implemented by uh, some evil god who is... Uh, who is... Uh... See, this is why I need to write this shit down. <laughs> I think I can literally sum up this episode as Kirito and the gang go on a quest to reach the Holy Sword at Xiaobar. Boom. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hijinks ensue. Oh, yes. Hijinks do ensue. But uh, the the main thing with this is while they are on this quest to get the Excalibur, they uh, they end up having to help the the uh, queen the queen of the, of the lake. lake if yeah, she goes. Norse mythology, my friend, get it right. <laughs> yes, there is a lot of Norse mythology in this storyline, <laughs> including some very something very amusing later on. But we'll get to that in a future recap. But they see what all of the other players are doing, and that is slaying monsters, slaying the uh, Cthulhu elephants, who are peaceful creatures. They're slaying those in order to get Excalibur, which is all just a trick. So they meet this CPU, which seems to have artificial intelligence. It tells them the lore of this land and how they need to go up and defeat this god in order to claim Excalibur, but also to save the land. So, epic quest time. And hijinks ensue. More hijinks. I I need to say it multiple times. (laughs) The best part about this arc is you get lots of Klein. And I like that. Yeah. Yes. Klein. The samurai. Klein's a good guy. Klein's a good guy. Just wants well, a girlfriend. Also retreats to Kirito for help when he's backed into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Kirito and Klein's relationship is never quite entirely explained. Things could be implied. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's part of the harem. <laughs> none of the other, none of the girls like him. So he's part, if he's part of the harem, then <laughs> it's, it's a bromance. Oh, it is. It is truly bromantic. Asuna's probably sitting over there. Don't you touch him, Klein. That's another. <laughs> this is kind of setting up for Asuna's next storyline, just a little bit. When Kirito calls her up and she's like hanging out, I was like, "Oh, I wish I could see Kirito before I go and see Grandma and Grandpa again." More about that later. But she's like, yeah, cool, let's go on a quest. Fun times. And they need a seventh because Agil is, you know, busy because he got a real job. (laughs) (laughs) And a wife. (laughs) Pretty sure he has a wife, too. (laughs) Don't you be going into Sword Art Online. (laughs) So they're like, hmm, who could we bring as a seventh player? Oh, how about the latest addition to the harem? Oh, God. I, I gotta admit, I was a little giddy when I found out that Sinon was a cat girl. <laughs> hey, cat planet cuties, baby! Cat planet cuties. I was I was pretty amused. And she's a bowman. That's interesting. She's an archer. Yes. She's an archer. Fine, jeez. Not using... Use the correct terminology. Well, whatever. <laughs> Don't you be talking back to me, Sketch. 
Though apparently they mentioned something about uh, spear users having the best range in the game, but Sinon wants to play as an archer anyway and just get weaponry that will suit her needs. But yeah, it's, it's fun to have her uh, interacting with everybody else in the group. It's good because, like I've said multiple times, I like the friendship that she has with Kirito. As opposed to clearly all the other girls at one point or another really, really wanted the D. <laughs> they wanted the Just wait a couple episodes here. They <laughs> did want the D or some of them still do? Oh, they still do. Some of them, most of them, still do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But Liz is a good friend to Asuna, so she's not going to try and steal a man. <laughs> Silica's a wild card, though. <laughs> Plus, I, She's got I, the cute factor. I, I think Asuna would literally obliterate anybody that touches him at this point. Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're in the harem? You're not in the harem anymore. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> we got too many already. I mean, they kind of keep the feelings in check, but there's definitely moments in this story arc where you're going to see those feelings flare up where one of the girls gets a one up on the other and the others are like ah. <laughs> yeah cat fights <laughs> literally yes in some cases <laughs> yeah all right let's read them talk backs <laughs> kj senpai writes in so that sao2 may not have had much happen but it's still the best part of the show and we must hashtag respect klein Respect. Mm. Do we have to? No. 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 Probably not. Well, he's a samurai, but I like I like Klein. I I've always liked Klein as a character, mostly because early on Kirito was such a jerk, and Klein was all like, "Hey, man, let's just you know hang out. <laughs> just be cool." And then later on, he's like, "Hey, man, don't be such a bummer." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're trapped in a death game and all, but try to have a good time. <laughs> Make some friends. Jeez. Well, we know what happens when Kirito makes friends. <laughs> the best way of making friends, right? No. By saving people. What were you thinking? Inuyasha-san87 writes in, Tonki is the best elephant, and Klein gets screen time. Hooray! Caliber arc is a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoy it. Shut up, Inu. I'll be okay until the end. That was uncalled for. Benjamin Pajon writes in, This sounds like a cool world event quest and all, but there's very little at stake when you think about it. You're going after Excalibur, Excalibur, the thing is some, and whatever the other words are, Excalibur. Yeah, I had to go there. From He's going to Kingdom, California. I am looking for him. My Hotel California? California. Maybe. Good deal. Never specified. Be more Pacific about it. You can check in. You him. can never leave. <laughs> Austin Guest writes in, Wow, a whole lot of something just happened in the past 30 minutes here in SAO2. Too bad I have no context on what it was. And you never will. Well, I suppose you would have some context if you were familiar with Norse mythology. Like I am. Because they are now in Jonheim. 
That's how you pronounce that. Yeah, Yonai. When I was <laughs> when I was reading how it was spelled, I was like, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> because <laughs> and most of the time in German, Dutch, and I guess you could say a Scandinavian language, the J is gonna sound like uh, um Y. Right, right, of course. Time. An elephant. Yeah, elephant. Okay. Got it. The stakes may not seem like they're particularly high or anything like that, but these are characters who genuinely care about this world, and they realize that there are certain quirks in it that are like kind of not living, but sort of living things like... <sighs> What's her name? Just let it out, man. Just let it out. Yui. I almost said <laughs> I almost said Yui. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. Everybody's also likes a kind Nui. of living thing that's not kind of living. <laughs> everybody likes Nui, but everybody hates Yui. So I guess there's probably that thing in the back of their heads was like, well, if Yui's sort of alive, then maybe we should give a crap about the rest of this stuff. <laughs> But, yeah, it does seem rather silly. But even if it does seem rather silly, think about it. You're playing a game. You're asked to save these things for a quest. You're like, well, it's a quest. There's rewards. It's a game. Why not? <laughs> it doesn't matter if the stakes aren't high. You're still going to do it if you want to play the game. Exactly. <laughs> well, as long as the quest in fact interests you but or if the reward interests you and in this case Kirito wants that Excalibur which uh, I can only hope ends up being like the Excalibur and Soul Eater I can only <laughs> seriously that needs to happen yes. <laughs> that would be the greatest way to end this storyline <laughs> it's all like yes I finally reached the Holy Sword Excalibur <laughs> Oh, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and don't forget about the thousand provisions, right? Yes. <laughs> Fool! <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> You're truly a fool, Kirito. Okay, continuing on to our last two. Allison writes in, Congratulations, Sword Art Online 2. Aside from the constant ass shots, you were better than you were before. Agreed. I guess that's a compliment. Yes, that's a compliment from Allison. And while I wanted to bring this up myself, I felt it was only fair to allow SL the FMA to say, hearing Bryce say, I got your pain in the butt, and Michelle's reaction was nothing short of perfect, way funnier than in the sub. So that's the part when he grabs her cattail. Which, when I saw that for the first time, I cracked up so bad. <laughs> There are some out there who feel that that was inappropriate. I think that they're reading too much into things or trying to find something bad where there isn't. Trying to find no, something bad where there isn't. That was just slapstick this time, people. Yeah. Plus, they're not strangers anymore. They're friends. You know? Yeah. Friends. You know, friends pulling each other's tails. <laughs> or pat each other on the butt. Yeah, he didn't even touch your butt. 
I know. He touched her tail. Y'all so, wanted him to touch the booty. Especially people saying, like, that's sexual harassment. Are you Khalifa? <laughs> oh, we're not going to talk about Khalifa, man. Like, seriously. Not. Come on. Come on. Ugh. And there are also folks who feel that that was inappropriate actions, considering what Sinon has been through. And to that I say, okay, you may have a point there, but seriously? We don't know the time frame between the two. It's, well, that's true. But, jeez, man. It was just comedy. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I need to go and watch Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> 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 All right, that does it for our Sword Art Online recap. Here's what also aired this week on Toonami. We got another nifty music video, this one from the Toonami editors. Anybody got thoughts on that music video that they saw? It? Oh, I enjoyed it, you know. It was pretty inspirational. But then again, Toonami does such a great job with the music videos, so it just leaves you kind of dumbfounded. Yeah. Another one with the theme of... Be positive, go out, and be as good as you can be. Mm-hmm. Work hard at it, too. And somewhere in there, you were actually drinking booze. <laughs> which is what <laughs> I'm doing I like right to now. I think it is right now. Mm. And here's our handful of so of uh, miscellaneous talkbacks. Uh, starting out with <sighs> Demigod 1. Raccoon dies as Paul lives, face down, ass up. <laughs> <laughs> the way Darrell likes it. Thank you, Tyler. Mm. Yeah, he stole that from me, too. I said that last night. Uh. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start charging out for stealing my stuff. You should do that. Uh, it looks like somebody else wants to be put on the death list. Okay. <laughs> oh, somebody's got a death note. Like, you seriously, don't know his full name or face, a, it won't work. You might be a serious threat if you could actually spell. <laughs> you talking to me? Yes, you, because you can't spell word crap. Talk to my phone about that. That's not no, me. No, dude, you can only blame autocorrect about five times before it's actually you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Enough hate I hope it's call. not as bad as my aunt. Had me laughing on the floor. Oh, all right. I gotta hear this. What did she accidentally type? I can't even remember. She was saying a bunch of stuff, and I'm just, like, reading. It's, like, completely messed up. Doesn't make sense, not even in any kind of way, except for when you... If you knew the context of what was talked about before, and I'm, like, laughing as I try and read. You can read? Yes. Wow. Congratulations for being literate. Yes. And that story made no sense because we don't know the context behind it. Yeah, I know. kind of kind of a downer without the context. It was like four months ago, to my memory. You gonna bring well, then don't bring it up. To the press. Pick it up. She's <laughs> about to get demoted. I didn't expect you to ask for the story. Just demote him, anyways. You should always be prepared no. to give the story. You're just close to being a dang old intern again, minion third class. All right, moving on. He's- He's crying. Speaking of disappointments, Josh <laughs> writes in, all Sakura did this episode was give Naruto food pills that he could not eat. Why is she in this anime again? <laughs> I ask myself that time and time again. 
I, I got nothing. Think about it. She's just Sasuke's side piece. Yeah. <laughs> Black Zero writes in, Hotchin, you get down. You get down good. And hopefully, nice and drunk. Oh, yeah. She was so freaking drunk. SL, the FMA, writes in, I really like Caitlin Glass playing Pepe. Hearing Winry curse like that kind of hurts, though. <laughs> I enjoyed that profanity. Though, as a stripper, she was mighty light on her feet. Hurts, but uses the laughing icon. Hmm. It's a conflicting emotion. Hurts so good. Jafis and Craig writes in, So I'm assuming the legal drinking age in faux Brazil is six. Oh, and you can be a stripper, too. <laughs> hey, all I can say is Pepe was jiggling that rag, though. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. And jiggle, in. Hana being drunk reminds me of Jen, except Hana is more whiny. <laughs> you gotta be careful about what you say about your commanding officer, Allison. <laughs> Someday she'll have a microphone again. <laughs> it's like Allison ain't coming on the podcast for a while. Like, I've learned. I've gone through the process of learning how to suck up. You take that any way you want. Oh. You also learn how to suck down. Oh. <laughs> Inuyasha-san87 writes in, That stripper wasn't even hot. Hana getting drunk was hilarious, though. What kind of mom brings her kid to a strip club? Wine the stripper was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I felt like she looked a lot better when she wasn't in her stripper outfits. Yeah, well, I just like to see the curves and the boobs. Bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. That's the reason why. It's like, yeah, top, give it up, give it up, give it up. But, yeah. But Hana being drunk was actually funny, especially when she started doing the running, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phantom writes in, finally, strippers, we need that ass and titties remix from Jim. Yes, we Please do. tell me you have that available. It's somewhere around here. Somewhere. There's a reason why we record these things. <laughs> and lastly, Frank Fullmetal writes in Now that was a great episode of One Piece Minimal recap, excellent pacing, and great animation I agree Good. Yes it was, it was wonderful and, Ah, what a cliffhanger but that's Man, but I gotta say one thing man. Those Marines are so freaking weak, man Okay, I gotta say this Most of the time they were attacking one at a time that is freaking stupid. <laughs> gang up on them. And then when they did gang up, of course, they gang up on Nami. <laughs> they gang up on Nami. Nami who has the ability to shock them all at the same time. Which is clearly all plot convenience. But seriously. Also, okay, we know what this Straw Hats are capable of. Yeah, they're tired from their most recent fight. But Zoro could cut through those boats like nothing. Nami could shock everyone on those boats at the same time, so this is not well planned. Plot <laughs> no, convenience. Yeah, I don't usually I don't usually complain about these things with One Piece, but this is a little glaring this time. <laughs> I know that Usopp like all I can't handle this dude just hitting him with a sword, and he's he's blocking the dude. I'm like, I'll just say you shoot dude in the face. <laughs> really, Usopp, you could have did that for day one. Well, I and hope then, that they're uh, all as stupid as this guy. Good thing they all are. 
Not to mention you had the dude swinging an axe with one hand against Zoro. I'm like, really? I mean, he, for a second he was getting Zoro like a, a small, small workout. Oh, then he just gave a workout. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It's nothing to Zoro. I mean, they have to be real, real tired for this to be even a minimal threat. So they are very tired, but come on. Then you got Luffy fighting against Luffy. You know, as I like to call him Slash because that's who he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, this fight's gone on pretty long. Time to wrap it up, I think. And it's really yeah, totally moments, but. I don't know. I feel like the first time I saw this fight, I was a little more enthralled by it, but it's just, eh, it's pretty good. It has its moments, but it's it's lagging at places. But you get great stuff like Mini Luffy punching Luchi in the face, <laughs> which I'm glad they're using as a pump. I can't say enough. I'm glad they're using it as a pump. <laughs> Best part about One Piece being at 2.30 is it gets more bumps. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. All right, that's all of our miscellaneous talkbacks, so we will proceed to the news. Woohoo! The news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. The ratings for Saturday, July 11th are as follows. 18 to 49 ratings, Dragon Ball Z Kai, 680,000. Kill a Kill, 664,000. Michiko and Hachin, 577,000. Sword Art Online 2, 595,000. Naruto Shippuden, 483,000. One Piece, 468,000. And Attack on Titan finishes Toonami with 377,000. The total viewer ratings, DBZ Kai, 1,222,000. Kill a Kill, 1,146,000. Michiko and Hachin, 1,027,000. Sword Art Online 2, 1,033,000. Naruto Shippuden, 927,000. One Piece, 868,000. And Attack on Titan finishes Toonami with 786,000. Good night. Yes, that was just remarkable. This close to getting five shows over a million. Yeah, we need that quick million, people. <laughs> nice to see, that's for sure. I'm very pleased to see Michiko and Hachin survive the two-episode drop that so many other shows did. Hopefully, it can keep that up. I think it's just in the right time slot, though. It works. Yes, I think it is definitely benefiting from being sandwiched between Kill a Kill and Sword Art. Exactly. It, it definitely is working there. It's, it complements it well. Onward to the trending. Uh, Woohoo! Pat yourself on the back, people. We got another perfect trend. Oh, it's not my yeah. fault anymore. 
No, it's not your fault anymore. I won't hit you with the belt tonight. And it's been a good summer. Yes, it has. So oh, the United States trends. Tsunami during Attack on Titan on the East Coast. Hashtag DBZ Kai also during the West Coast showing. Hashtag Kill a Kill. Hashtag Michiko and Hachin. Hashtag Sword Art Online 2. Hashtag Ship It In. Hashtag One Piece. And hashtag Attack on Titan. From tweet counts, we have Goku from DBZ Kai with 16.4 thousand tweets. Hashtag Michiko and Hachin with 3,661 tweets. And hashtag One Piece with 9,872 tweets. Good stuff. Wow. it's a lot of tweets for Goku. <laughs> 16,000! Very nice. What day does Super Air in Japan currently? Uh, I'm wondering if that was a part of it as well. Could be. It does air around that time. Uh, oh, yeah. I said that wrong. I didn't mean... <laughs> I should have known that that's what that meant. Oh, okay. So DBZ Kai trended in the 8 p.m. showing, not during the West Coast. Hmm? Because they have the 8 p.m. encore showing. So this said okay. encore showing, and I thought, oh, does that mean the West Coast? No, it means the encore showing before Toonami. So there you go. Which is also very nice to see. We don't see that too often. So good week. Keep it up. This has been a good yes. summer for trending. Yes, it has. Now let's keep it up in the fall. This Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. That does it for our usual news. <clears throat> Though I suppose some people would like us to mention that they did play ads for Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F during Toonami this week. Dude, that the animation was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks really good. And I mean, it was really great. Be sure to see if I can get myself some tickets in the yeah. area. Jason also confirmed in a tweet that they are doing the preview on August 1st, and when I inquired if they would make it or if they would be provided something, he said, watch and find out. <laughs> He's teasing you. Standard That's Jason. That's Jason answer. So, yeah, it might be something Toonami made. That'd be cool. Well, that does it for the news. Now, Fabian came to me with a very timely topic suggestion, and that was, what makes Toonami so successful and memorable compared to other blocks? Now, this is timely because just recently, the Sci-Fi Channel's offshoot network, Chiller, started airing Funimation shows on Wednesday nights from midnight to 2 a.m. They're playing Is This a Zombie, Devil May Cry, Tokyo Majin, and Black Blood Brothers. All Funimation shows. Darrell, you caught a glimpse of that block. Why don't you tell us about yeah. it? Well, I actually enjoyed the block. You know, it's not like Tsunami because... They're not doing music videos. They're not doing bumps. But I think for that channel, what they're trying to do is generate more buzz and interest for people to watch it. Because, you know, you do have an animation block on, on Wednesdays. And, you know, I haven't seen Is That a Zombie and some of the other ones because I think I may have caught a couple of um, episodes of um, 
Tokyo, I mean, uh, Tokyo Imagine and um, Black Blood Brothers. But, you know, I have seen Devil May Cry. So I think it actually works. And, you know, I'm hoping to see it improve and do better because it's actually interesting. It can introduce people to more anime, which is good for the um, business as well. And, you know, that'll definitely be a boost for um, sales at Funimation. But they're not trying to, but the good thing about it is they're really not trying to mimic Toonami. I think they're just, like I said, they're just trying to generate buzz for that channel. More than likely. Yes. And they're also, I would say, while those shows, a lot of them do have action, they're not action first shows for the most part. So they're kind of filling a niche that Toonami isn't right now, which is good. I would like to see something like Death Parade show up on this block because that's a show that really doesn't fit Toonami but is really great and I'd like to see uh, a lot more people get to watch it. Though Chiller's not in that many homes. (laughs) No, that's what I heard a lot of people complaining about. They was like, it's not in homes. And I remember seeing that I did have Chiller and I was like, I feel kind of bad that no one else has it that I know. I felt kind of left out. Because didn't, I was the only one with it, so I couldn't really discuss it with nobody. Didn't somebody say that it's heavily edited or something, too? Like the shows? There's definitely edits. There's, there's edits. But not a, not really a whole lot that I could see. I hear Maybe that across. they censored words that Adult Swim doesn't. Well, you know... You know, everybody different has to, different standards. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Different standards and practices of what they yeah. as far as editing. So, <laughs> as well as it would fit, I don't think they're going to be trying to play Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> no, you know you ain't going to get a Helsing Ultimate on there. No, that's, that's probably not going to... I'm just mainly perplexed by their choice to air Is This a Zombie first? Or is or Natmary having Is This a Zombie? I think Is That a Zombie is like the lead-in show. Yeah, I think they were and going they... for something lighter up front. Yeah. I, I do question whether or not they just thought, oh, this show has zombie in the title. Let's play it. Probably. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of like, I would say it's the decent lead-in. Could have picked something a bit more appropriate like, oh, Blood Sea. But, yeah, but I, uh, I have to say, though, um, with I would say Black Blood Brothers being um, the end show actually works, though. It's also the oldest, so it makes sense yeah. to put it last. <laughs> True. Yeah, there's there's definitely a handful other uh, supernatural, uh, yeah, su- supernatural horror-themed shows that they could have put on the block they might have been a better fit than some but i think they have a a lineup of shows that i recall people asking toonami to play devil may cry definitely uh i've seen some people, that was mine i've seen yeah you and not just you uh yeah some i know others uh i seem to recall people having interest in seeing tokyo majin on toonami at some point and is this a zombie has come up in conversation before, though I don't know I if I would take that Tokyo one seriously. Ravens. Tokyo Ravens, which would I be don't, a better choice. I don't think that has horror elements, so maybe not for that block, but for Toonami, yes, that would make sense. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see what kinds of shows they may potentially play on this block. 
Uh, I'm hoping that it does well enough for Chiller. I don't know what their standards are, to be completely honest. Some people didn't even correctly. know that they had television ratings. <laughs> like, like they had counted ratings from Nielsen. People weren't aware of that. And if I remember correctly, yeah, they're like under like fifty thousand, I believe. I have no idea. I, the numbers looked fairly similar to what I've seen for the hub now Discovery Family or uh, low end of Nicktoons Network because these are networks that are in a lot less homes than Adult Swim or Sci-Fi. Yeah, kind of a pity they didn't go directly to Sci-Fi. I mean, why not? <laughs> this is a lot different now. Yeah, it's, this isn't confirmed by any means. But I get the impression that this is sort of a sort of a borrowing tactic because Funimation recently began a distribution deal with Universal, and Universal owns NBC, Comcast owns them both. NBC Universal owns this network as well. So let's see a little connection here. It's nice to see synergy, if that is exactly what's going on here, and I think that it is because. You know, Chiller's played anime before, back when sci-fi did, but there really wasn't any interest in playing anime on any other networks at the time, so it kind of seems convenient that it's a network owned by the company that's now distributing Funimation stuff. Just seems real convenient. Did Funimation even help uh, promote and say, like, hey, we got the shows that are going to be coming on Wednesdays now? I don't recall seeing anything from Funimation about this block. And as far as promoting Funimation stuff goes, besides actually airing the shows, they also ran a Tokyo Ghoul promo, which is very smart marketing. I, I, can, yeah. I can maybe give some insight on that, though. Funimation is kind of going through a change a little bit. It seems like they're... Because for people that don't know, uh, Funimation is now under what's called a company called uh, Group 1200. And um, it seems like they've transitioned everything over to that. So, for example, like whenever we get stuff um, screener-wise, we get stuff from... We have to email people at Group 1200. So... That could partially be the reason why there's not a lot of promotion going on because before there was a lot of things that you could do and it was a lot easier to contact them and get things. Now it's not so much easier. Hmm. It just seems odd that they wouldn't mention it on their Twitter or other social media or even they, their news blog. Cause they're, they're not mentioning a lot, Sketch. They're not, they're not mentioning a lot of stuff other than whatever ha- happens to be, you know, going on that week mainly it has to do with whatever is being simul dubbed or you know dragon ball z resurrection f you know you're not really they seeing that much with a lot stuff. right now aren't they yeah. Oh, yeah they're 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 kind of all over the place at the moment i i'm i'm assuming that they're going to be you know settling here at some point and just it'll be a lot better and they'll be able to promote some stuff but Right now, I mean, there's not really that much, you know, other than the major stuff that they're promoting. So, you know, hmm. that's that's just how it is right now. I, I don't have an answer to why. I just know that it seems to be 
Definitely it's, some changes going on in their corporate culture, but that is actually yes. before they began their distribution deal with Universal. Right. Seemingly, what has changed with the deal with uh, Universal is their pricing. They can't discount as much as they used to be able to. It seems like if you check on uh, the prices of their shows on Right Stuff and other retailers, which falls in line with what happened with Viz Media and when Warner Brothers started distributing for them. And the other thing is possibly this blog. Probably this blog. I mean, we, we can't say one way or the other for sure, but all signs kind of point to it being something that's come out of that relationship, which is good. And I'm all for that. Uh, it's... It's a bummer that Funimation couldn't get more of their shows on without that sort of thing, but, well, now it's happening, so hopefully this block doesn't tank and they have the opportunity to try out other shows. You know, if you have the network, by all means, support it, if you can, if you want to. I mean, if nobody watches, this thing's dead in the water, so... Yes. Well... Hopefully a bit more promotion will get started up. Like the, I think Chiller well, TV made slight mesh mention like three hours before. Yeah, yeah on I their website think... they mentioned it the day before or maybe two days before, but I didn't find out until the day of. Yeah, they uh, they really do need to kind of that I have noticed. Like Chiller needs to look. I I understand. I understand. Like maybe Funimation <laughs> should be doing stuff. Asking to promote things is like asking Boomerang to promote things. Uh, <laughs> but you know, that's that's what I'm saying though. Like, if you're gonna, if there's, if you have something going on on said day at said time, you should be promoting it on your network. <laughs> you know, just makes sense. So some shape or form. Yeah. So if at the end of the day, if anybody's to blame, it's Chiller themselves. They should be promoting this block so you know maybe make a promo maybe just just saying maybe yeah. make something just make Brad a Smith promo. Made one. i mean at least sci-fi in the anna monday days did promote stuff a bit yeah they yeah. did you know because i hate to say it but some of those promos were freaking annoying yeah, they, were, they also had a lot of pot shots at Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah. They had the read or die movie quote where they where they dubbed over it. It was like, what was that? That was an Anna Monday logo. <laughs> yeah, they did have some fun with uh, dubbing over things, which, you know, that stuff can be funny. But at the same time, kind of off-putting. <laughs> yeah, it was off-putting. Like, so, I don't know, they implied some kind of incest thing with a bumper for Toko, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good job, it. sci-fi. Nice. So, that brings us Wait, to the, the meat of this topic. This is what makes Toonami so successful and memorable compared to all of these other animation blocks that have existed. Because anime has aired on multiple channels over the years. It's aired on Tech TV, which became G4. It's aired on Sci-Fi multiple times. It's, of course, aired on Cartoon Network. It's aired on Nicktoons, Disney XD. Lots of different channels have tried anime. Random channels like Fuse played anime. MTV tried with uh, Heat Guy J. There was a time, probably around what you would say is the height of Adult Swim action's popularity, when... All of these other networks were like, yeah, let's do anime. IFC with 
<laughs> stealing Samurai 7 from uh, <laughs> Adult Swim. They eventually got that. Many years later. What? And other series. But what none of these blocks lasted, much less come back. And there's yeah. a reason for that. There is what was the one movies. before Chiller TV that I, I think it was uh, Channel 50, CW, whatever. It was Vortex? Uh, yeah. Well, that's kids' blocks. But, yeah. I know, but... We, we, we don't talk about that blasphemy, okay? <laughs> I never had a problem with Vortex. I mean, good on them for broadcasting the rest of Spectacular Spider-Man on network television. Yes. <laughs> but what they did to Justice League was... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Even American cartoons get edited sometimes, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's. I wonder what not... those edits were. Mm, stupid stuff. Mostly violence and a little bit of uh, when female characters were wearing more revealing clothing. <laughs> yeah, the kinds of things that were totally fine for Cartoon Network, cable channel for children, but not so much for. Network television standards with the SNP and uh, what you get it the uh, FCC actually because it's network television. Right. But I digress. There is something about Tsunami that is persistent, that draws people to it that no other blocks have really succeeded in recreating. No matter how hard they tried, no matter how good the shows were, just didn't quite reach Toonami. Well, to me, it's like, Toonami is pretty self-aware of what it is, what it does. They're pretty self-aware of what's going on, what they're going to be doing. Hell, even when they got Samurai Jack, they made mention in the intro that, hey, we have it. And their overall tone or tune to how they promote things is so much different from, like, a bunch of the other things that we saw, even back during the day. They... Even uh, Jason and the group it made mention is that we don't do that hard rock, hyper, in-your-face kind of stuff all, all that often. We're more like cool, a little mellow, sometimes a little in-your-face. So you're talking about the Adult Swim version right now. Well, both versions yeah, kind of had versions. that. The thing about Tsunami back when it was on Cartoon Network, it was such a stark contrast from all the other kids' action blocks because those would really be in your face, and Tsunami was kind of laid back. Chill, let's watch some awesome action cartoons. Check that out, that was crazy cool. Let's watch the next show. You know, you're just hanging out after school, enjoying really good programming with an amusing host. Or hosts. Yes, eventually hosts. And then it became primetime, and then it disappeared. <laughs> And then returned. And then it returned because people gave a shit. Exactly. <laughs> you can't really say that for stuff like JetX, Kids WB. I don't even know if Nick, Nickelodeon had a block that had a name. Well, they had the 90s or all that because people were very fond of 90s Nickelodeon. Yeah, that was a long time. Nickelodeon fucking awesome, though. Yeah. And that, interestingly enough, happened around the time that Toonami came back. All aboard the nostalgia train. Choo, choo. Yeah, nostalgia is a big reason why Toonami came back in the first place. Of course. Because <laughs> you just couldn't get enough of watching those old promos. Remembering the good times. Yeah. <coughs> Clearly people had a deep connection 
with Toonami that they just never had with all those other blocks. And that isn't to say that, you know, back in the day, there there were certainly people that had a very, uh, very, uh, they were very fond of blocks like Fox Kids, Kids WB, all of those in their heyday. Very memorable, great stuff. But there's something about Toonami that allows it to proceed into modern times. Whereas those blocks really feel like, you know, just something that could only have happened in that time frame. Now, granted, Toonami's height could only have happened in the time frame that it did. Because right. that was when anime was new and they had all those great American action cartoons to pair with it. That was the perfect mm -hmm. combination that allowed Toonami to be as good and as a big and bold as it was at the time. And sadly, we could not recreate that today. But there's something about Toonami that is timeless and allows it to evolve, you know, grow up with you for one thing, but also move into the modern age of communication and right. still provide great entertainments and people love it i think a lot of the reason for this is due to the fact that the block had a host that talked about the shows about like what's currently going on as well as talking to the audience in an inspiring way i agree i don't know if any other black actually went along the same route in any no, capacity i didn't see any like the other blocks really didn't do that well yeah I mean, I, I think we have to be more specific. I think that, you know, okay, yeah, we could say host, but there was the original, when Toonami originally was on, Multire was the host. So we have to be more specific. And I think being more specific means that we say that Tom is the reason why that this block is and continues to be, you know, rememberable. Um, I, I would take this a step further. And I think it's, it's a worry that we have. And I don't, I don't, the closer that we get, I think there's going to be more of a worry, and I, I don't think that we really have to. But, you know, Steve Bloom, I think, is really at the core of why we remember this block so much. And the reason I say that is because you need to have a good voice of whatever host you make of a cartoon block. You know, you need to have somebody that can do the things that you're looking to do. The Tom speeches. Um, uh, the promos that Tom would be put in, you know, hell, even, you know, not just Tom, but even, you know, having those promos back in the day when you had Optimus Prime doing all those promos for Toonami, you know, yeah. that's, it, it's, it's the packaging, but I think it's more or less having Steve Bloom as that person that for years and years and even coming back to adult swim could continue on in this form to you know make tsunami what it is today you know and that's really what makes tsunami honestly like if you talk to anybody right now you know if, if steve bloom was not tom you know there would be people that wouldn't watch there there are people out there there's a a large majority of people that would not watch if Steve Bloom was not Tom, you know? I had to say, and that would be a very jarring change. 
it would be a very jarring change. And, and that's, you know, I, not to include the intruder into this topic, but, you know, that's one of the worries that a lot of us have. And, and you know, I, I don't think, I honestly don't think and with Steve Bloom getting a tattoo the other day, I, I don't, I don't really foresee Steve leaving this role anytime soon. Nor do I think they want to take that chance. <laughs> I think they've learned from Tom Four not to take big chances. Okay, so you know, hopefully we don't They're have to worry about big changes that. are coming or big things are coming. They said that big big things are coming and Toonami will never be the same. But here's here's the thing: Jason also said that Tom Six wasn't going to be coming anytime soon now there again that could he could just be saying that because he's done that in the past too where he, he just said that and then all of a sudden oh hey there's tom six you know <laughs> you know we, we there's there's no telling what could happen but honestly you know bringing this all back to the topic you know th- this is steve bloom is a huge voice of why tsunami is what it is today don't get me wrong you know we have the other we have Tom one but even you know Tom one wasn't as good as the Tom that we have today at least in my opinion now I could be wrong and some people may disagree with me but I, I don't know I, I just I, I listen back I go back and I look at these promos and I and I see Tom one and I you know see as Tom two develops into Tom three. You know, that that was, in my opinion, was the heyday of Toonami was Tom 2, Tom 3, you know. Um, just all of that, having Steve Bloom, having this character that hosts Toonami, just made the block what it is. And, you know, really at the end of the day, you have to thank him for what he does. And apparently somebody's yelling. <laughs> So they I agree with told him. I know the time. I'm like, I'm waiting. I just want to. I want to share a story, which is why I thought of this topic. Okay, make it snappy. Yeah, yeah. get out of here. I can wait another ten minutes. I'm okay. Anyway, the the whole reason why I thought of this topic to suggest to you guys, anyway, was because of something that I did a couple months back. It it was originally me showing like my mom about a bunch of stuff about Montiel. And at, just after his passing, why I was inspired by him. But then I also showed her the other thing that inspired me, Tanami, obviously. And I showed her the initial, like, promos for shows. And she was, like, reacting in this, like, I don't really like all the all the violence and stuff to this. But then I also brought in the speeches, the Tanami inspirational music videos, and the um, fan-made stuff that were along those same lines and she came to like it a little bit more than those initial promos for the shows we're doing and that's like another thing that got me thinking is like Toonami also does a way to put the shows in a different kind of light rather than just action hyperactiveness it's just that they put these shows in their other types of contexts as well as the themes that they bring they bring along with them that allows a bigger audience and just like um not very like intelligible kids or 
a little naive kids, but also bringing a little of the intellectual crowd in as well, who likes to, to see these kind of things brought up to a younger generation. She got more interested in the shows because of the things that I showed her in terms of those type of music videos. I'm like, right. that was such an interesting thing to see change when she saw those and so that tanami does stuff like that and i don't know if any of the other blacks did do stuff like that in a similar way i know that <laughs> jetix or whatever it was that four kids was supporting at the time when they did the uh american you mentioned jetix <laughs> i'm all f***ing time and I'm all <laughs> that wasn't jetix that was four kids tv yeah. tunes i yeah <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember. I just like I think back to Jetix back then. Yeah, Jetix is a Disney thing, <laughs> which was My largely apologies. largely filled with Saban's leftovers. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, a, that's a very good point. Like that. What were your guys' kind of thoughts of that kind of thing happening? Well, I I think that one of the great things about Toonami is the way that they show the layers of these shows in the way that they promote them, in the way that they intermingle them in these uh, music videos and homilies, as they are called, speeches, and all of that. So you get more than what's on the surface. Because on the surface, they're all good shows. But right. to really show why they are good shows, you have to touch on these other aspects of them, which most people won't do because they won't end up watching all of the show unless they find something to be interested in. Actually, to, to build off that sketch, um, I think a perfect example is um, the interview we just did with Sarah, where she was talking about how, and, and I found this interesting, she was like, you know, I was, I, I, you know, she talked about how she was, she would gather, you know, how they, like, and, and I'm sure Johnny does this too, where they'll be watching shows and they'll grab clips as they're watching you know, from the shows, because obviously they can do that, and mm -hmm. then they use it later on um, to make these music videos and promos and whatnot, and, you know, I, I think a perfect example of what you're talking about, Sketch, is the, the Ladies of Toonami one, you know, um, that's something that you don't see these other cartoon blocks doing, you know, highlighting something out of all these shows that may necessarily not be highlighted. You know, we always talk about how these shows are all male-oriented. You know, always male lead. You know, blah, blah, blah. We could go into it forever, but, you know. Point is, is that, you know, Sarah was able to take clips from these shows and highlight, yeah, okay, fine. These are male-oriented shows, male leads, whatever. But you still got to give it up to the ladies who are in these shows, you know. So yeah. I, I think that's... Am I touching right on that sketch? I mean, I don't, I don't know. The thing that sets Tsunami apart from everybody else, if you really boil it down to one thing, is they care. That's true. They like these shows. They like playing these shows. They want to promote these shows <laughs> in a manner that other people will like them. They're, Even... they're not cookie cutter. They take the time, the effort... They make sure to highlight what makes these shows great, and even why now you when they don't get paid. Yeah, even now <laughs> when they don't get paid. <laughs> I have to point that out because that's, that's this is entirely you know, a pet, there you go. entirely a pet project, a labor of love. 
and you can feel the love. You can feel it. You can't feel the love in any of those other blocks. No, you really don't because it's kind of like cold and not necessarily cold and robotic, but it's like, eh, I'll just put this together, but it's not on the tsunami standard. Appease the corporate. Shut up. Everybody got to talk except me. At best, (laughs) these other blocks would maybe present a sense of humor, which is good. I mean, that's better than being boring, but they just didn't have the heart. And that's really what sets Toonami apart from everything else, which is kind of sappy to say, but it's true. It's honestly yeah. true. got to look at the other things, too, yeah. though. Like, now with Toonami, with social media and everything, they can actually communicate better with the fans instead of, you know, the fan mail they used to get back in the day. Mm-hmm. And you, when you look at it, you know, they had the right chemistry. They had, it right, they had the right chemistry back then, and they still have it now because when it came back, it was just like they didn't miss a beat. You know, yeah. it was a few little slow starts and rough patches, you know, along the way. But for the most part, I think it's still been pretty consistent, especially during the summertime when we have most of the um, kids out of the school and everything. The ratings go up. You know, we're more involved as a tsunami community, you know, getting the word out there. And, you know, people are still trickling in, finding tsunami on top of that. Not to mention us, some of us guys who remember the whole tsunami, you know, mm-hmm. and we're watching for nostalgia reasons. It's just something great because Toonami brought everybody together. And, you know, mm-hmm. we even talked about this on past podcast, you know, what Toonami really meant to us. Hey, you know, you, you know how choked up I got about that because it was just something that was. And, hell, even my mom likes Toonami. My mom still talks about Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. because that was one of the ones she liked me. And not to mention she was super excited when they got Black Lagoon. You know, I, I, I think... The one thing that really annoys me about, you know, this this version of Toonami that I think would allow it to be a little bit more to what it should be is the fact that they are only they're only within this budget now. You know, it's not like how Jason used to explain it, how like they could be like, oh, we want to do this. And then Cartoon Network would be like, how much money? Go ahead. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's not like that anymore, and they don't have as much. They they don't have the staff that I believe that they could have to do the amount of stuff that could come out of Tsunami every single week. But you know, look at look at what we have now, just with the the six core people that are doing it. You know, it, it, it's amazing to see that. It, it's truly amazing to see that they could take do all this stuff and be able to produce tsunami with the budget that they have yeah. now fabian i imagine that you need to skedaddle so we Get will, on out. we will allow you to leave we you will allow I... you to leave this time and then it will be the three right. i'll do this real quick i'm heading out guys if you feel if you want to find me on twitter it's at Faboover. peace out guys Thank you for having me on discussing this topic I suggested. Thanks, Get off. thanks for the topic suggestion. It was good, good job. Good on you. Yeah. Yep. Nothing less expected from my minion third class. I'll slide you some Scooby snacks later. Yes, uh, and thank you. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> out! If, if you boil it down to the, the basic things, the, the things that Toonami does that nobody else does, it... Like at this point, it's as simple as they actually promote stuff. 
They actually make a promo. They actually get it on the air. They get it on a time where people would feasibly be able to see it. Right. That that's just that's just the basics, and yet they're the only ones that do it. Yeah, but they also <laughs> listen to us too, though. Yeah, they do. You know, they take it under consideration. It's an open communication. Yeah. 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 You know, and even though people troll Jason and everybody else. Oh yes. You know, yeah. I love how Jason handles himself so well with that. <laughs> Those are priceless comments. Especially that, I that question. Especially that question today. That was hilarious. Not gonna even talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and while it must be said that quality of shows needs to come first in any television block, Toonami as a whole experience, it just wouldn't be the same if it was just the shows and no wraparounds, no hosts, no atmosphere. It it just wouldn't have the an impact. The hosts actually bring out the personality of the show. Exactly. And that's, I mean, it's like a it's almost like a living, breathing entity entity at that point. Other blocks have attempted to have hosts, and you know, of course, there was Macuzzi, which was a attempt to recreate a tsunami-like experience, but a bit more uh, kid-friendly, a bit more bright and colorful. And it was cute. It was fun, and I, I think kids liked it for however long. But it never was tsunami. It just never yeah. was tsunami. And it didn't work. There's no Maguzi revivals, y'all. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no Maguzi faithful podcast either. <laughs> Not yet. Well, I, I think like, and you know, to even let's go one step further. I think another tsunami, tsunami Asia has this issue too, where you know you're trying to come up with a different host to host your whole channel, and you know, I, I just find it so interesting that you're not seeing the same tsunami that is here in the United States. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where I kind of look at it and I go, maybe you should have kept Tom. <laughs> you know, maybe we should, maybe you should have been like, hey, um, so... We're going to borrow Steve a little bit, too. Um, <laughs> you know, but, something. You know, this is Toonami Asia, so, you know, they don't necessarily want to copy Toonami all the way through. So you yeah, know, That's true. And you even know, they, if you know, other came... countries had Tom, they didn't use Steve Bloom. You can't oh, no, no, use Steve Bloom else, either. Yeah. Yeah. No, they would have to find, like, the foreign equivalent to Steve Bloom. And that is hard. Get the guy who voiced you know. Spike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why not? Get the guy who voiced Spike for uh for Japan or But you know, I gotta give Steve Bloom props because that tsunami tattoo that he got, he solidified himself as one of the most <laughs> loyal tsunami fans out so there. Yeah, but, but think about this now. Think about this now. Every time he does an interview, every time that he's on camera with something, somebody or whatever, if his arm is showing that tsunami logo is showing. Free advertising. Free <laughs> advertisement, man. So, you know, that. hey, I got to tell you, like, that right there is just incredible. And, I, and I'm I'm very happy that, you know, Steve has taken the plunge, so to speak, and solidified himself. Because guess what? This is, 
the yeah, longer the longer that we keep this block going, the better it's going to be. So the, the one thing that you guys need to remember out there that are listening, you need to keep doing the stuff that we've been doing because, you know, this could be a block that continues for years and years longer than what the original Toonami lasted. So, because to the point of this topic, nothing, nobody has ever done it better than Toonami. So, why get rid of something if it's working? <laughs> well, okay, fine. If you bring back another Tom 4 version, maybe we will get rid of it, but <laughs> that's either here nor there. <laughs> As we've seen many lessons of how Toonami didn't quite meet its own standards. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we know Paul will never get a tattoo. Damn, I think I'm the only guy on the podcast that's got ink in the first place. Oh, y'all suck. I am no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know if I would ever... I, I mean... Shut up, Paul. You're just well, too sensitive. There, there are a couple tattoos that I would probably get, but there's no, that's neither uh-huh. here nor there. That's a different podcast, different time. Okay, well... I think we've we've said all that really needs to be said about this. I mean, Tsunami has an impact, and all these other blocks just didn't. They just, no, they, just they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, and it all comes down to the right elements of quality programming, quality wraparounds, and actually caring about what you're doing. <laughs> they took pride in their product. Yeah. Not to mention, they show the fans a lot of love, too, though. Mm-hmm. Who else gives free T-shirts away at a con? Well, lots, lots of people do. I think. <laughs> I, hey, hey, hey! I didn't get no free T-shirt, son. <laughs> son, you know it. It depends. <laughs> yeah. I well, I think we've uh, exhausted this topic. Uh, yes, definitely. So it's time to catch up on that listener mail. Woohoo! Hey, first email comes from. Atarelia, the last part of this episode was touching, really good, and a happy ending in the first part, but not really going to dig the second half like Fairyland. We'll have to see. So I'm pretty sure that's about sword art. <laughs> English, please. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, may, may not be their first language, man. <laughs> we get emails that's like that. Been, we've been running into that, yes. <laughs> But, hey, but that's a good thing, though. That means we yeah. have listeners. We all agree that the, the last part of the most uh, last week's episode of uh, SAO was definitely very touching. Nice nice way to end that storyline. Uh, the second half, well, it's you can't really call it a second half because there's this little arc of three episodes, and then there's the Mother's Rosario arc, which is not really a half. We'll just call yeah, it. We'll call that the Excalibur Intermission. Yeah, it's an intermission. There you go. But uh, I suppose the one plot thread that goes, uh, the the one uh, consistency in that is it is all takes place in uh, Alfheim yep. online, but in different areas. Okay, next email. This one from Allison. Hello, Tsunami Faithful Podcast. It's Meowth900 here. I am emailing you after listening to the Sexual Assault Online 2 recap. You know, the one where Rukia Rukia almost gets raped by Ichigo. I only listened to the recap because I heard Darrell does another famous psychological talk moment. 
Good job, Darrell. I like hearing about that. My thoughts on certain person, a <clears throat> my thoughts on a certain person's argument regarding rape isn't that bad because of the same age, and rape isn't that bad because she isn't naked, are help. My brain hurts trying to understand this logic. Anyway, Cold explained a lot about how the light novels explain everything better, and it brings me to a question: How can an anime or any show, for that matter, Hello Game of Thrones and Walking Dead? be called good if it requires more reading to understand why it's good? That's a very good question. <laughs> it's a very good question. And the fact of the matter is, if it can't stand on its own merits, then it can't stand on its own merits. I mean, you know, hey, it's... Give it up, Paul. You lost this one. It's the sword art. See, that's the problem, is the sword art... <sighs> Whoever made this animated series just didn't take the time to be like okay i need to make sure this detail is in there i need to make sure that this detail is in there because yeah who whoever uh, decided to adapt this series definitely could have done a little better on the whole adaptation thing <laughs> they should have took pointers from the um you you have to show you know what i mean sketch i'm not entirely sure what you mean in other words, Yu Yu Hakusho was probably the best manga that got an anime adaptation. And by the way, Ellison, a lot of people agreed with me. So there. That's a f- <laughs> no, nobody yes. agrees with you yes. that the rape wasn't that bad or it wasn't yes. rape. On Twitter they did. On Twitter. That's what they did, dude, because I didn't see them. I've got a lot. I've got at least six or seven favorites and retweets on all the stuff that I've been talking about. Sao. Oh so, boy, from the so, fan club. So you know, I'm I'm just saying, like, there are people out there that did agree with me and said, "Hey, you're right, Paul." Then you're all now, stupid. <laughs> well, I guess I guess you want to be mean to our fans then. Anyways, Maybe continue. I do in this instance, mate. No, in this case, that is true. Dude. After I gave that breakdown of what it was right along with Jim, there is no way you can justify that. I'm sorry. You cannot justify bad, that. Bad choice Dude, by the writers. Stop, bad stop, choice. stop. This SEO talk is over with. I already declared this. So stop. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> it has don't, been you, don't, you don't understand. It has been you can't, it you has can't been... say anything on Twitter about SAO without starting an argument. Yes, I tried. I, know that... I tried. <laughs> like jeez I was just commenting right on how I thought that was an amusing scene but you gotta turn into a whole thing jeez like, I mean I could just say uh, S-A-O blah somebody goes like why <laughs> but th- that is over with okay it's been taken care of we're done we've talked about it so yeah, no more about that whatever okay <laughs> Because apparently there are too many differing opinions, so it makes my fucking head hurt that we're talking about an animated fucking series and not real life. So let's move on before I get annoyed and pissed off. Get your man pawned, well, okay, sweetie. no, I mean you can continually say, well, it's not a big deal because it's not real life, but there's still it's no the, good yeah. reason for doing those things. So, as, as I said, moving on. This email comes from Blatch Zero. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Blatch speaking with an email. I'm sure you'll, <laughs> I'm sure you'll find standard grade, if not vaguely satisfying. Brace yourselves because this could get lengthy. The primary topic of this email is expansion. This is not a question for me because I believe that Toonami's length was unfairly cut by Adult Swim executives 
following the poor performance of Attack on Titan reruns, which brought down all of the shows behind it. If they had not made a quick judgment and instead left DBZ Kai at the 11.30 slot, I believe things would have gone much better. We need to get 11.30 back at some point. Dragon Ball Z Kai has done well enough in the ratings, especially in the coattails of Family Guy, that it deserves to move up to the 11.30 slot. Now you might ask, what point is there in adding a slot when DBZ Kai is going to take it? Well, in case you didn't notice... The lineup is also very cramped now. I never thought I would see the day when both of the other shonens were in the 2 a.m. hour, let alone having one past 1.30. DBZ Kai moving up frees the midnight slot, which allows the good premiering shows like Michiko and Hachin, SAO2, and eventually Kamiga Kill to move and the shonens can follow. Wouldn't it be nice to see One Piece get back to a reasonable hour once again? And not to mention... This is before you add JoJo's variable into the equation. But I would like to see DBZ Kai at 11.30 regardless for the purpose of excellent ratings. The other big advantage to having more slots is that in addition to more premieres, or perhaps on the other side of that, you could get more reruns. I want to see Toonami expand to 3.30 if they can because having only one slot for older shows dilutes the variety of the block. I like having older shows and other programs that might draw a viewer in, like, God help me for saying this, HD Cowboy Bebop. Was I the only one sad that it got cut off after five episodes? You could also put stuff like The Big O and both seasons of the show from Sentai, if those bastards at Sunrise get their materials together. <laughs> a rerun of a slightly older Toonami show, Black Lagoon, would be my personal choice. Let's not even have that all-star conversation and continue. on the topic of reruns i'll finish off this email with one more question if it's not happening for a while but i feel like it it's not happening for a while but i feel like it what show do you guys think is going to replace attack on titan it Ooh. should end the same week as sao2 not that it's important so feel free to go wild this is me signing off and a sort of crap like that take care you know i i'm gonna be honest with you that long f-ing email <laughs> i agreed with a lot of what he said um, one thing that, that's always, that's kind of bothered me, but there again, we need to put the premieres up earlier, uh, ship it in, not being closer to the beginning of the block, just because it was doing so well in the ratings up there. It's caught up and it's real close to a million. Fucking damn it. It needs to go over a million already because it's like two, 2000 viewer, viewers away from like a million. I'm like, really? Come on. <laughs> like come on just f-ing go over so you know it, it's it, you know it's one of those things where we would love to see tsunami at 11:30 again but as i said in that one as i said i think it was a week or two ago you know at this point if we're going to move tsunami up into the 11:30 time slot we might as well move it into the 11 o'clock time slot as well but if it's going to happen, it has to be for a special occasion, because first of all, Family Guy's got to be the got to lead into it. It's got to be the lead into Toonami, and two, it's got to be for special shows, shows that obviously make sense. Dragon Ball Super, like I made that example before, is a perfect example that makes sense for Toonami to move into that time slot. Now, I think it's fine where it is. Midnight is fine. I Again, we should have the the 3.30 time slot because Cleveland is doing less than Toonami. 
nine times, well, I would say eight times out of ten, it does worse in the ratings than all the shows on Toonami. Okay, so, and I'm only talking about the 330 time slot. I need to clarify that. Um, so, for me, there's a no-brainer that should be there. We have enough shows in the library that we can do that. Might as well put it there. So, you know, I agree with everything you said, and I'm sure these guys will probably say this somewhat of the same thing, but as far as what's going to replace Attack on Titan, I think it only makes sense because IGPX is probably going to be coming out on DVD here soon, I would think. I don't know. I don't know exactly when that is. That Jose's the better person to ask about this, but um, if IGPX is going to be coming out on DVD here in the next couple of months, probably that should replace Attack on Titan. Mm, that's an interesting choice. I mean, it only makes sense, at least in my, in my mind. Same thing when Ghost in the Shell, the the movie is going to be coming out, which I believe is two years, a year and a half away, something, or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, it, it it should be Ghost in the Shell should be on when that comes out. It just makes sense. So, you know, I do I think it could be something else. I mean. Toonami's Jason today said, reiterated today, or was the other day, that, you know, movies are unlikely. So unless there's another big show coming down coming down before the end of the year, I mean, they may be able to pick up another Funimation show that, you know, has been out for a long time. You know, hopefully we do, because I'd like to have a little bit more variety. I'd like to have Yorman gone down there somewhere. <laughs> hmm. Yes, Yorman gone would be lovely. Oh my god, that that just that is a perfect tsunami show at this point. And yeah. I mean, you 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 played Kill a Kill. You played Black Lagoon. Excuse me, but I I I I don't think there's any more excuses now. You you can play Yorman gone. <laughs> or at least give us a mic, please. Something. Mm. And you know what? That would be nice. You know what? Sunrise, get your shit together. Can you please? You brought out a, you're, you're bringing out another Gundam series. Can you please contact us here in the United States and just be like, "Hey, would you like to bring this to Tsunami?" <laughs> they're like, not listening, by the way. No, I know they're not listening. They're not I mean, <laughs> again, Outlaw Star. Just mention that name. Don't have to say anything more. <laughs> Like how do you how do you let Funimation announce that and then Funimation is never allowed to bring it out? Sunrise could be its own topic on this fucking podcast. Yes, yes, it very well could. It would be a three-hour podcast, but mm. again, it could be its own fucking po- topic. In recent schedule updates, Adult Swim has decided to take off a American Dad on another day of the week. And has decided to add it back to Saturday. So now there will be two American dads before Toonami. Well, with a family guy. So they finally got rid of Boondocks again. Not sure why they always feel like they need to play it on Saturday, but they generally do. So now American Dad from 10.30 to 11.30 and Family Guy at 11.30. So, hmm... Not really expecting Toonami to get any earlier. <laughs> Unfortunately. No, they could feasibly move up that hour of American Dad to 10, play Family Guy at 11, play DBZ Kai and the rest of Toonami 
starting at 11.30, they could certainly do that. But Don and Family Guy is doing real good at 11.30, of course, so they're probably hesitant on changing anything drastically. Well, you know, me and you, Sketch, had talked about this before, too, about DBC Kai being at 11.30 before they started playing Let's Cut oh, Up yeah. Tonight. They, that did really well. It, it did, and it sh- I, it I wasn't think- even an advertised change. No, they should have just they should have just kept it for a little bit and seen how it does. And okay, fine, maybe cut off the back end a little bit. But you know, I don't see any reason why, as long as Family Guy's leading into Toonami, why that shouldn't have stayed. But I digress. It's it's done. It's over with. You know, the best that we can hope for is that we get the 3.30 time slot, so that way we can have at least one more show. Because, you know, we're talking about premieres here. It would be nice to have a little bit more premieres. Absolutely. You know? And, hey, maybe if we get another time slot, maybe we can put another long-running series. <coughs> you, you <have> to show. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know about adding another long-running series unless it's JoJo or Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for JoJo. I don't even know about those at this point. But, uh, Darrell, did you have any thoughts regarding this email? Yeah, stop being quiet, damn it. <laughs> if you stop running your fucking dick suckers, I would. <laughs> I, have, I have dick suckers? Where are they? That's one way to put Maybe it. It means your fucking mouth, you dumb fuck. Damn, you so fucking ill-educated some days with slang. Uh, he made a few good points, but you got to remember, this is actually still a business, too. So getting an extra time slot, that costs money. Not to mention, you know, Jason likes it the way it is right now, which I think I like it, too, because with a smaller block doesn't mean, you know, we're up all night, you know, and halfway dead and next morning trying to get up and go to church or whatever. Are you complaining, Darrell? No, I'm not complaining. I just need for you to stop bitching. <laughs> no, he's saying that it's preferable to keep things about as they are. Yeah, I mean, it's more manageable. And on top of that, it frees the budget up to get better quality shows somewhere down the road. You got to look at that. It's got to be cost effective, too. And you have to think like a businessman. Mm-hmm. Now, consider, See, if you will, last summer, now Batman was free. They paid big money for Space Dandy and helped co-fund it so the you had those and then you were continuing bleach but the rest of those shows pretty affordable (laughs) pretty affordable all things considered and that's how they could afford to have that many premieres that late into the nights and now this year they're going after much newer shows finally establishing a relationship with Sentai, picking up their two biggest shows, arguably. And that all costs money. And the less money they have to spend on maintaining old licenses and the rest of that time frame, and even an additional time slot, it all goes towards being able to get bigger and better premieres which I think we can all agree is the direction Toonami needs to go in. It's nice to have something like Michiko and Hachin that's under the radar, that actually is uh, arguably underexposed up to this point, despite being available for a while. 
And they're going to probably continue doing that kind of thing. But that's really the big difference between last year and this year is the cost of the shows and what it took to maintain that many time slots. And they're clearly using their money more wisely this year, I I guess you could say. <laughs> Which is... You know, I absolutely loved most of the shows that aired last year, but they spent a lot of money, and <laughs> it probably came back to bite them. I mean, it sounds it, like it, it sounds like a lot was to bite him. It sounds like a lot was on movies too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I suppose I'm underplaying the value of Attack on Titan. Is obviously that was the big show for people last year, along with Space Dandy, which was the world premiere. So, you've got those, and then you've got all those other time slots filled up with largely shows that they already had the contract for, shows that they're getting a really good deal to air. This time, with this scaled-back block, they can pick up more of those more expensive shows and be able to play them in succession. And it's, it's a good change of pace. And it certainly doesn't feel bloated, in any way. It all feels very streamlined and not not too much of a good thing. We could have a little bit more, but I think the portions at the moment are satisfactory. As for what could potentially replace Sword Art Online 2, that's a good question. Uh, we don't really know what else they could potentially have. We don't we don't really know if perhaps they have an extended contract on Kill a Kill, or if they have the ability to replay Sword Art from the beginning, I would think. Uh, or if they have the ability to replay Blue Exorcist, Black Lagoon, any number of those shows. Inuyasha, the final act. Who knows? Who, who really knows at this point? I would like to see Space Dandy back on. I particularly would like to see the second half aired again. Unfortunately, as always, I'm sure they will start at the beginning. And it's also a bummer that they took off Cowboy Bebop with just five episodes in HD. That that really sucked. And again, if they brought that back, they would once again start at the beginning. Which at least is only five episodes. But I digress it's it's really anyone's guess i i did not necessarily expect them to bring back attack on titan this spring when dead man ended when they did it i was like oh okay that makes sense it is a big property and they still have the rights to it so why not re-air it but at the same time i was kind of expecting maybe another premiere <laughs> probably a fairly affordable one but it, it looks like they like to have at least one rerun in the mix which is good for variety's sake and as far as variety's sake goes i think the best choice would be space dandy or possibly re-airing kill a kill i think that would go well with the rest of the shows that they'll be airing at that time and let's continue to our last email this one comes from dragon zord 1993 Hello, TFP, Dragonzord1993 here, asking 
your opinion on Gun X Sword, a show that I suggested on the Toonami forums. Gun X Sword is a mecha anime directed by Goro Teneguchi, the director behind Scryde and Code Geass, written by Hideyuki Kurata, who was also a writer on Helsing Ultimate, and produced by AIC, who also produced the Tenchi Muyo series. To sum up the plot, it's about a wanderer and a former groom-to-be, Vaughn, as he searches for a man with a claw on his right hand, who murdered Vaughn's bride-to-be on his wedding day. Forgive me if I ramble on, but I absolutely adore this show. The animation is gorgeous, the English dub featuring voice actors David Vincent, Michelle Ruff, Kirk Thornton, and Johnny Young Bosch is superb. And the action is fast-paced and engaging with awesome mechs, and the story, while not the greatest, is decent and serviceable enough. I consider this show a must-pick for Toonami, with the only disadvantage being its age. It first aired in Japan back in 2005. Though if Toonami had no problems with older shows like Black Lagoon from 2006 and Gurren Lagann from 2007, I don't think age will be much of an issue. What do you guys think? Do you think Gun X Sword would be a good choice for Toonami? In case you haven't seen anything from the show, here's the second episode opening. I have seen the entirety of Gun X Sword. I briefly owned the DVD set. I liked it. I felt like the ending was kind of weak. Yeah. But uh, it was an enjoyable ride. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's not Toonami worthy. It wouldn't do as well, man. I'm going to just be honest with you. As much as I did like it and it is a mech, it, no, it just didn't hit me the same way other mechs have. Yeah, there's just something about it that's a little underwhelming. Though you would think what is essentially Trigun slash Big O would would have... More right, of an impact. Yeah, more of an impact and the right stuff to appeal to the Toonami crowd. And yeah, it might. It certainly might. Uh, now they would probably get some amusement out of the fact that the lead guy who looks like Spike is <laughs> now voiced by the guy who was Senkets. <laughs> <laughs> Plus you got Michelle Ruff and Kirk Thornton and Johnny Bosch, so you got all of those fully expected to be. I think Liam O'Brien is in that too. And uh, Michelle, uh, not, uh, not Michelle, uh, Stephanie Shea, I believe, is in there too. It's been a while since I watched it. I kind of forget who uh, the characters are. But Michelle Ruff plays uh, Budget Fujiko. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, and I think it was Karen Strassman playing the uh, stripper pole robot pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's Mexican Gal Gygar. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god it's you know there's definitely some fun things about the show i just feel like the plot is kind of weak i suppose it has a satisfactory enough ending and i wouldn't mind seeing it on tsunami but as far as mecha shows go i think they could do better yeah that ain't the mech for tsunami Dad, I can see that being on Chiller, though. That'd be a weird fit for Chiller. It does seem like the kind of show that probably should have aired on Adult Swim Action back in the day. Or even Toonami, because there isn't a whole lot that they couldn't have gotten away with. The stripper pole dancing would have been a problem. 
<laughs> but other than that, yeah, probably probably could have gotten away with a decent amount of that on Toonami, but definitely was safe enough for Adult Swim. And the illusions to Kill Bill are very apparent. <laughs> but it's not Kill Bill. It's nowhere near Kill Bill, and maybe that's another problem. It's just kind of it's weird. It's, it's like Trigun meets Big O, but without the qualities that make both those shows great, <laughs> I, I have to say, which is really too bad, but eh. it's not a terrible suggestion, but I don't think they're going to bother with it. <laughs> like you said, like you said, it's, it's old, it's older. I think 2005 is getting pretty old for Toonami nowadays, though Michiko and Hachin, I think, was 2007 also. Maybe 2008. The animation still looks pretty good, so there's that. Though there is some CGI in it that's... Golly. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not talking, like, Samurai 7 bad, but... <laughs> I should probably say Samurai Jam bad. Yeah. I don't... Uh, there's there's a lot... Let's put it this way. There's a lot of shows that we want to see that are on our, still on the board, so to speak. Still on the board that we haven't had to cross off yet, so... Yeah, by the way, have you checked point. out the dub of Log Horizon? Because I don't know if I really want that on Tsunami. <laughs> have I checked it out? Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't, haven't yet, but... I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of a lot of people want to see it on Tsunami that it could do well. I just don't I don't know. We're 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 talking about Sentai and you know that was one of the biggest shows that was that was talked about coming oh, out. Oh yeah, of and it's Sentai, like so. 50 episodes because of the two seasons. So uh, uh that that's that's a Tsunami question. I don't know how to answer that sketch. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just so. saying that. Uh Actually, on that topic, uh-oh, <laughs> we could, we could probably delve into this uh, another time. But I think it would be good to have a conversation on whether or not Toonami should air shows that don't have a conclusion, or rather, probably won't ever get a conclusion. That's not to say like long, long-running shows. Like, yeah, eventually those will end. Naruto did end as a manga but like i'm talking about dead man wonderland where there was maybe hope that there would be a second season but after a certain point you're you're pretty much guaranteed to not get another season like i who's expecting there to be another season of blood lad should they bother <laughs> with blood lad when there isn't another season and it just ends yeah Bl- blood lad uh but, like yeah. I, I know there's I know there's I mean we could go into this all day long but Blood Lad was one of those series where I just went I enjoyed it I really did but. I, you know it, it's I mean it, it was okay but when you got to that ep- that last episode you're like uh and that's how it ends uh? <laughs> yeah you're like uh what <laughs> like, um okay you want this on tsunami yet it, there's no ending really to it it's like uh. I mean, I don't think Tsunami would spend money on a 10-episode series, to be honest with you. 11 if you count the OVA, which is basically another episode. Yeah, I think if they do get a three-month-long series 
of 10 to 13 episodes, they should really just go for the ones that have an ending. Mm. Like, Monica. Monica has an ending. Well, we could do something That's like bad. Black Bullet or Brunhilda the Darkness. Hmm. I think we can get out of here. Yay. As you know, Ivan has already disappeared on us. <laughs> yes. Yes, we kicked him back in the freaking basement. Are you gonna Are you gonna use the normal torture this time? Or are you gonna use the extreme measures? Hell no, I'm using extreme measures. <laughs> shh, shh, he's not supposed to know. Level five human resources. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, let me get the camera. Um. <laughs> all right, well let's get out of here. So. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You know what to email us by now, so I'm not going to really go about telling you. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. I think it's still at 180 the last time I checked. Uh, thank you guys for following us there. <coughs> As I've said, you can follow us there. You can download the uh, each episode there. You can comment on the episodes there. Mm -hmm. You can also, and that's where I got that one comment, by the way, sketch about us uh, being an explicit podcast. (laughs) Um, And also, um, you can like us there. You know, just if you guys want to follow along and comment on the podcast, you can do that on SoundCloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, like us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Podcast. We are now over a 1,000 likes. Thank you to all of you. That is awesome. I think we're at 1,016 as we speak, as we record this podcast. So thank you guys for doing that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Toonami Podcast. And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's ToonamiFaithfulOfficial.tumblr.com. And as always, you can visit podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast that you haven't heard, including our exclusives as well. And last but not least, and um, I don't have the person's name, but next week I will I will give a shout-out to this person. Uh, we got another donation to our Patreon. So <clears throat> thank you guys for everybody that's been donating. But if you guys want to help us out, uh, help continue the podcast, help continue the website, Help us do things, do more things, and bring you better content like you've never seen before. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Um, you can select from different prizes that we have. You can just donate and not get a prize. It's up to you. It's a monthly, monthly donation. I was going to say subscription, but donation is what it is. And, you know, just anything, even a dollar per month helps us. So if you can help us, again, it's patreon.com slash Podcast. Anything you could do would be appreciated. All right, so let's get out of here. So, Darrell, where can they find you? Besides the bar. That's getting old now. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. I do have an Ask FM. You know, it's ukami75 backslash whatever. <laughs> I just forget how to say that half of the time. And if you want to email me anything, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. You forgot about your website, derailtorturesforfree.com. No, I'll turn that into a porno site next week. <laughs> well, well, won't it be all like you and sketch videos? Nope. Got the early stuff me and you did. With <laughs> <laughs> that shit wasn't supposed to come out. Anyways, um...
Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can tumble with me, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to sketch at Toonami Faithful Podcast. No, sketch. at <laughs> sketch no. at com. <laughs> Are you a little tired, Sketch? A little yes, bit. Yes, A little bit. <laughs> recording's wearing me out. Uh, Paul, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. And uh, you can ask me questions, as usual. Ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. Ask me whatever you want. You know, you could start coming to my ass because I feel bad that Sketch keeps getting trolled on his. So I'll allow you to, to come to mine if you'd like. But do no understand. Likes you. Do you Nobody understand wants to come I, to you. <laughs> exactly. Well, I've already told him, but I mean, just realize if you ask me a question and it's stupid or it's obscene, I will just delete it. So, make no, it I just cut your ass out and make you feel like Lord and shit. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Every once in a while, I get, oh, why don't you, why don't you talk to me anymore, Paul? I miss you. F- you. I love you. I'm sorry I said that. F- you. <laughs> also we uh, worked on the uh comment section problem on the website so uh, yes sorry yes, for those of you who have been very displeased with the comment section lately due to uh, a few bad apples yes. but we are dealing with it yes we are uh me sketch and will are keeping an eye on things um all we ask that you guys do is if you see any abuse on the website let me know. <laughs> well, let yes, Terrell know. Let Terrell know. Because, <laughs> see, you know, I haven't been on the website because I've been in the school, but uh, now that I've got some free time, if I see any shit that's wrong, trust me, y'all know I rectify any goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I was saying, though, but if you guys have any, you see any of that, you get any abuse on the website, either in the comments section or on the forums, or both, uh, email us. It's contact us at TsunamiFaithful.com. Let us know, please, like some of you did, which is great. Thank you for doing that. Um, we can take care of it immediately now. Um, I know Will is patrolling as every day now just to make sure that we're getting rid of these idiots. So, um, yeah. again, contact us at TsunamiFaithful.com if you see any problems, okay? No one's allowed to abuse you except for me. <laughs> kind of true, but anyways. <laughs> hey, I love our fans. That's the reason why I abuse them. Yes, I know. Anyways, that is it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. We appreciate your follows. We appreciate your likes. And keep all the emails and Tsunami Talkback coming. But that's it for this week. Peace. We're out. Deuces! <laughs> <laughs>